48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Alex Price. The headlines. Officials admit more MTR Works inspection documents are missing. Researchers say greater Bay Area cities should trade in construction waste. And Boeing unveils a software fix for its grounded 737 MAX airliner. Transport officials say inspection documents are missing for two MTR stations being built on the new Shart into Central Line. This follows a scandal over the line's Hong Hum station, where similar documents are missing, although an interim report from a commission of inquiry has ruled the station's platform is structurally sound. Lawmakers will discuss the matter tomorrow. Timmy Song reports. Officials began checking documents at stations on the future Shantin to Central Line after it was found that up to 60% of the request for inspection, survey and check forms, or RISC, were missing at three work sites at Hongham Station. In a paper to Lesko's Railway Subcommittee, officials said at Diamond Hill Station, the relevant forms were found to be generally acceptable. But at Tokwa One, there were deficiencies. These documents are essential because workers are not supposed to proceed unless the papers are signed and checked. Officials said they had informed the MTR Corporation and requested it to investigate the extent of the problem, its implications and proposed remedial actions. Government engineers are still checking the remaining shouting to central length stations. The Eastern Magistracy says Democratic Party lawmaker Ted Hoy has a case to answer for snatching the phone of a security bureau officer inside the Lichco building last year. Mr Hoy denies charges of common assault, obstructing a public officer and access to a computer with criminal or dishonest intent over the incident in April and may defend himself in court on Monday. The officer had earlier told the court she had been taking notes of lawmakers' whereabouts inside the LegCo complex during a debate on immigration arrangements for the Kowloon West station and was so shaken by the phone-grabbing incident that she had to leave work early. Civic Party Chairman Alan Leong has called on the business sector to stand firm against the government's extradition plan, even though it exempted nine types of white-collar crime. The plan would allow for suspects to be transferred to jurisdictions where Hong Kong has no extradition deal. Mr Leong was speaking ahead of a protest on Sunday against the plan. I hope more people will turn up at the march, and also I would urge our business sector not to yield just because of the government's latest proposal to take away nine offences that are trade or business related. And they know full well that even if one single offence is left in that schedule, you have no protection at all because any other offences can be dressed up as that single remaining offence. A group of civil engineering researchers say Hong Kong and the other 10 cities in the Greater Bay Area Initiative should be allowed to trade and share construction waste materials generated from development projects. They say the plan is win-win, where the waste can be sent to neighbouring cities that need them and transformed into other useful building materials instead of being dumped in landfills. Professor K.W. Chow, head of Hong Kong University's Real Estate and Construction Department, said Hong Kong could use waste from other Greater Bay Area cities for reclamation. If you want to use construction waste for landfill, you need to have a very good timing. So because uh, if you look at just Hong Kong, the uh, construction waste produced and the timing for landfill may not match. But if you have a bigger area for collection of the waste, construction waste, 
that in terms of timing that could be easier. And also because the land reclamation plan is still very fluid at this stage, so we can have more planning to use the construction rates within the Greater Bay Area for landfill. The government has outlined its plan to bring in congestion charging in Central after years of studies. The area will cover major roads in the Central Business District, such as Queen's Road Central, DeVoe Road and Connaught Road. Timmy Sung has the details. Officials didn't say what the charges are going to be, but did say they charge according to the time of day. Drivers taking the Central Wanjai Bypass will not have to pay. The plan was reviewed in a paper submitted to the Central and Western District Council obtained by RTHK. It said the Central Business District is suffering because of too many cars. Officials hope the congestion charge could reduce traffic flow by 15% and increase average speed by up to 5 kilometres per hour. To reduce the number of vehicles entering Central, at least 600 car park spaces will be built on the periphery and pedestrian walkways will be enhanced. Police are investigating why a drone flew above the chief executive's office in Tamar yesterday evening. A police spokesman said they received a report from a security guard that he'd spotted the drone, which then landed. No one has been arrested. In Hong Kong, drones are not permitted to fly above Victoria Harbour or its coastal areas, as well as within 50 metres of people, vehicles or other structures. The aircraft manufacturer Boeing has issued changes to the anti-stall system implicated in the downing of two of its new 737 MAX aircraft. Included is a software upgrade designed to make it easier for the pilot to override the system and a light warning of system malfunctions that was previously sold as an optional safety feature. Neither the Ethiopian Airlines nor Lion Air jets involved in the crashes had the light installed. The vice president of Boeing's product strategy, Mike Sinnett, said the changes were being widely communicated. We're working with pilots and industry officials. We have 200 of them, and we'll be spending time with them today to explain the updates that we're making to the 737 MAX to get their input and to earn their their trust. More from the BBC's Tom Burridge. At the heart of multiple inquiries is the plane's automated anti-stall system, which is believed to have malfunctioned in the crash off Indonesia in October, pushing the nose of the plane down into the sea. We've obtained the aircraft's flight manual, which is a guide for pilots. However, the anti-stall system barely features. It's yet more evidence that the mechanism was not widely publicised to airlines and pilots before the first crash. Boeing said it had discussed the system with dozens of airlines since the aircraft's launch three years ago. The British Prime Minister, Theresa May, has told legislators from her Conservative Party that she'll step down if Parliament approves her twice-defeated deal to leave the European Union. She said she appreciated there was a desire for a new leadership in the second phase of Brexit negotiations. Mrs May has been trying to persuade hardline pro-Brexit Conservative MPs to back her deal in a third vote, which she hopes to bring by tomorrow. Jacob Rees-Mogg, a Brexit backer who'd supported no deal, says he's changed his mind. I'd come to the conclusion that once no deal was taken off the table, we were facing either not leaving or Mrs May's deal. And although I think there are problems with the deal, very serious ones, we must leave. That's what voters demanded in 2016, confirmed in the election. I preferred leaving without a deal, but once that had gone, I was willing to back Mrs May's deal. And she has now said that once the deal has gone through, if it does go through, then she will stand down, which I think shows her inability. 
However, the Speaker of the House of Commons, John Burko, cast doubt on whether he'd allow a third vote on the deal. He repeated he would only allow what's known as meaningful vote three if there were significant differences from the previous two attempts. I understand that the government may be thinking of bringing meaningful vote three before the House either tomorrow or even on Friday if the House opts to sit that day. Therefore, in order that there should be no misunderstanding, I wish to make clear that I do expect the government to meet the test of change. They should not seek seek to circumvent my ruling by means of tabling either a notwithstanding motion or a paving motion. The table office has been instructed that no such motions will be accepted. MPs, meanwhile, voted on a series of alternative courses of action, but none commanded a majority. The one that came closest to success was a motion calling for a commitment to negotiate a permanent customs union with the European Union. The French government says it will reduce the number of extra holidays taken by its public sector workforce after a report showed that many state employees work fewer than 35 hours a week. Here's the BBC's Lucy Williamson. According to the French government auditor, a third of France's one million civil servants failed to work 35 hours a week, most of them, it says, for unjustified reasons. The Social Affairs Ministry, for example, offers its employees an extra week's holiday in winter. And workers at the Culture Ministry get an extra week off in the name of the writer André Malraux. Other ministries offer ad hoc minister days. The French Mint stops work for a handful of so-called medal days. And some staff at the Education Ministry can count a bank holiday as a working day, as long as they don't take another day off immediately before or after it. A survey in the Democratic Republic of Congo suggests a quarter of people in the cities worst affected by the current Ebola outbreak don't believe the virus exists. Ebola has infected more than a 1,000 people in the east of the country since July and killed more than 600. The authors of the Sadari say trust in public authorities is low and is prolonging the outbreak. One of the authors is Dr Patrick Vink from Harvard University. It's a very major issue. It's not one that is new or unique to the Ebola epidemic. It's something that has been brewing for quite some time because of the conflict, because of the poor governance in the region. But the Ebola kind of brings it all together in a worst case scenario where the lack of trust combines with the epidemic to really make people not want to follow advices, not want to listen to what authorities have to tell them to prevent the spread of the epidemic. A Botticelli painting has been discovered in England after experts stripped off dirt and thick varnish. The work, which has been in Britain since 1897, will now go on display in London. Here's the BBC's Rebecca Jones. The picture depicts the Madonna and Christ child holding a pomegranate flanked by angels. And the original is in the Uffizi Gallery in Florence. But it now appears Sandro Botticelli and his assistants painted another smaller version. It's been in Britain since the diamond magnate Julius Werner bought it in 1897. It was assumed to be an imitation because details were different. The thick yellow varnish on top of it didn't help either. But now that's been removed, X-ray testing and pigment analysis have revealed the overwhelming similarities to the original. Premier Li Keqiang says China will widen market access for foreign banking and insurance and firms and further open the services sector to foreign investors. He was speaking at the annual Bao Forum in Hainan. 
Currencies now, and the US dollar is trading at 110.16 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar 12 cents, and the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 35 cents. And a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 28,734, three points down on the previous close. Turnover was $49 billion. Now, with the latest sports news, here's Adam Jung. We start with golf and Tiger Woods has made a winning start at the WGC match play event in Austin, Texas. In his first match play since 2013, the 14-time major champion defeated Aaron Wise by a score of 3-1 and one, but conceded that it wasn't a performance to be proud of. Of the seven holes Woods won, none were played under par. You know, I've played a lot of different matches over the years and this is definitely one of the more emotional matches. Um, we we just kept. I, I don't know how many holes we have, but there weren't many. Um, I was up early, then all of a sudden I'm down, I'm up. Uh, throw away one there with a three putt. Um, there was just a lot of ebb and flow this, to this match. It wasn't like we were both playing great golf, um, but somehow I, I came out uh, with the with the win. Woods' next match is against Brent Schnedeker. Rory McIlroy, Ian Poulter and Tommy Fleetwood have also won their opening matches. Winners from the 16 groups progressed to Saturday's knockout stage. The big upset on Wednesday saw debutant Lucas Beregard beating world number 5 Justin Thomas. On to tennis now, Roger Federer breezed into the last eight in Miami, while Simona Halep has her eyes on the number one spot. The BBC's Andy Barwell has more. The three-time champion Roger Federer moved through to the quarterfinals of the Miami Open with a straight-set victory over the Russian player Daniil Medvedev. Federer, who last won the title in 2017, beat the 13th seed 6-4-6-2 in just one hour and one minute. And Federer will take on the South African Kevin Anderson in the last eight. The 2018 French Open champion Simona Halep is a step closer to regaining the world number one spot in the women's game from Naomi Osaka because Halep defeated China's Qiang Wang in straight sets to progress through to the semifinals of the WTA event in Miami. Basketball now, Yusuf Nurkic of the Portland Trailblazers has undergone surgery to repair his left leg after the serious injury he sustained in Monday's game versus Brooklyn. He suffered multiple fractures to his leg when he landed awkwardly going for an offensive rebound. The Blazers went on to win in double overtime, but Nurkic will be out for at least the rest of the season. The seven-footer averaged a career high of 15 points and 10 rebounds per game. His absence is a huge loss for the Blazers, who are currently third in the Western Conference. Meanwhile, Golden State have regained sole possession of first place in the West. They beat Memphis 118-103, behind 28 points from Steph Curry. The win put Golden State half a game above Denver. And as you look at sports... To end the news, a reminder of our top stories. Officials admit more MTR works inspection documents are missing. Researchers say Greater Bay Area cities should trade in construction waste. And Boeing unveils a software fix for its grounded 737 MAX airliner. The news from RTHK. I'm the cat with the bass and drum, going around like bum bum bum. and drum, going around like bum bum bum. What's grooving? I'm moving. I like your style of lumping. How charming, just to rap, I load him up and...